I can't stand it when people act like they're some kind of deep philosopher. Let me tell you, let me tell you what I mean. Yeah, I saw this tweet and I'm going to quote it to you right now. It says, sometimes your circle decrease in size, but increase in value, end quote. What the fuck is that quote? Like it went viral, but like, <laughs> what the fuck is this quote? <laughs> I don't get stuff like this. Like you might as well say, sometimes a carrot costs five ringgit and sometimes they cost six ringgit. Am I crazy? <laughs> Am I crazy? Shit like this drives me up the wall. It's like a sentence that doesn't mean anything. You know what gets me too? Like emo, emo stuff, emo tweets, emo WhatsApp statuses, emo Facebook updates, emo Instagram story texts. It's like a picture of the ceiling and then there's a caption. Sometimes I lay at night and think about you. And then I realize I don't need you. Like what the fuck is that? Why are you making me read that? <laughs> At this point, some of you are saying, hey, man, what are you talking about? You don't have to read it. You don't have to follow it. I mean, yeah, I don't. But this fucker's supposed to be my friend. So I follow, right? I don't want to just be a dick about it. And then when I'm going through stories, it's normally normal stories. And then like one out of ten, one out of ten will be like... I miss the days when we used to talk, but now you're like a stranger. <laughs> what are these cryptic messages that don't mean anything? <laughs> when you post stuff like that, it makes me think a lot, you know, because I have to go into this mode where I try to decode, like, what, you, what the fuck this person's talking about? Is this person just emo or is he going through some shit? Is he fighting with his girlfriend? I don't... Ah. Hi, and welcome to the Harith Jeff Podcast. Hey, lovelies. If you're not lovely, hey, bastards. I'm super happy to be here to accompany you on your way to work or maybe while you're doing some maniacal work, I'm just here yap, 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 yapping in your ear. As you may know, I do run another podcast called Nadikita, Nadikita Podcast. And that one is in BM. It's a lot more serious than this one because in that one, I talk about social issues, national issues, news and politics. And yeah, in that one, I'm starting to attract some weird characters and it's making me a bit worried. You know, the racist types that love having a go, having a go at the evils of Chinese people. Like, I'll give you an example. This one time, you know, I don't have many racist stories personally, but I do have this one big one where this uncle did some racist shit to me. And I'll explain in another day. And I didn't know how it affected me. I wasn't ready for how it affected me. Because as I was telling the story, I started crying in front of my good friend, Ethan. And it was all on video. I put it up online. It went viral. Woo! 
it was like by my standards because I'm I've only been podcasting for a month. Yeah, it reached like 20k people, and most of the messages I got back were really nice and positive and apologizing on behalf of the uncle. Quite a lot of Chinese people reached out to me, told me that not a lot of Chinese people are like that. That uncle's a bastard. It was lovely. But some people took it among themselves to shit on Chinese people, and I was like, "Yo, stop!" It's like, "Teng orang orang Cina macam ni, babi biarlah orang Melayu guna duit dia macam mana dia nak buat." So, <laughs> sorry, <laughs> I got ahead of myself there. Let me translate. What that basically means is, "Ah, yeah, these Chinese people. Why don't you just let Malay people spend their money anyway? They what, huh?" So that was the milder examples of some of the racist hate that not I got, but people use my content for the opportunity to be bastards. I don't feel responsible for it because that was not my intent. At no point did I make a racist comment. At no point did I condemn the uncle. I was just sharing the story and how it made me feel. But oh god. I'm just thankful that the these kind of responses that I'm getting, you know, this this racist shit, it's like a tiny minority. So, yeah, I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about that. Feeling safe. I think it's been a bit easy for me to grow my podcast because of COVID season, and you know, in general, I gotta say, COVID's been. I'm one of the lucky people that can say COVID. Has been good for my mental health because a lot of the nonsense gets like cut out. People want to meet up less, you know. Meetings are much longer. I'm not in the office as often, so I get a lot of time to myself. And in all that time to myself, I masturbate. No, no, no. <laughs> in all that time. I think about how I can live my life better, what productive things I can pursue, and then I came up with Haritja podcast. <laughs> As I keep rambling on in my previous episodes, this is the least productive thing for you and for me. But it's okay; it's entertaining for me, and hopefully, it'll be entertaining for you. More on the COVID mental health thing. In times of struggle like this, I'm getting closer to my family and girlfriend. I'm seeing how people behave under pressure. I'm seeing people rise above the pressure, and I'm getting inspired by all this. Like my girlfriend. My girlfriend's been great this whole time, even though I'm going. I went through some stuff. She, she's just there for me, and I've never been happier in my life. I think that I can't recall. I've never been happier than in my life than during this COVID pandemic, and I just can't believe my luck. Like, what did I do to deserve this? I hope a lot of you have been in a good place from COVID. And if you're not, feel free to write into me at hirethjeofficial at gmail dot com. 
I'll read out your stuff and then I'll give my comment and then maybe I can give you my insight, my help you out. I'm not an expert on anything except maybe masturbating. No! <laughs> But it's always helpful to talk about stuff. So yeah, let's do it. Send me an email. Some DAP lady... A politician, a state assemblywoman, got caught breaching the SOP. Did any of you hear about this? Yeah, it went viral like crazy. It was yesterday or the day before. Today, as of recording, it's the Wednesday, 11th November. I can't remember what her name was. Hold on, let me see. I got it somewhere here. Yes, Young Shefura. I think I'm saying her name right. If I'm not mistaken... She might be a state assemblywoman for either Pahang or Selangor. So essentially, she crossed states to have a picnic in public. And then she took an Instagram photo saying, Ooh, look at me celebrating my birthday. We got a birthday spread. I'm here with six people. We're all not wearing masks in public. <laughs> and she got a ton of shit from the netizens who got so mad at her for breaching the SOP. Because again, remember, she's one of our leaders. She's a politician. And here's the juicy thing about this woman. There is more tea to be spread. And fuck, I didn't bring my water. I kind of wish I could drink some water and just like <laughs> right into your ear like that. Mm, never mind. All right. What am I doing? Well, I'm talking about well, something Shafura. <laughs> Shafura. <laughs> hey, pass me the Shafura. It sounds like a fancy furniture. Can you go easy on the Shafura? God damn it, I paid 10,000 ringgit. Ah. <laughs> so what did she do? What did she do? Um, aha. So if I'm not mistaken, around two, on or about two weeks ago, there was this uh, PAS, past politician called Kai Rudin, who was pictured breaching SOP by being in public without a mask. And everyone went crazy about that, saying he should be prosecuted and fine. And this Shafura lady asked him on social media to resign. Resign for breaching the SOP. But she broke the SOP. <laughs> doesn't look like she's gonna resign though so i don't know what's gonna happen there i if i were her i would strongly consider resigning you know because dap is supposed to be the party of principles some of you are rolling your eyes That's just my perception of DAP. They're, they're probably the most principled party out of all of them. I cannot go behind PKR for many reasons. I'm not going to turn this into a rant because I'm pretty ignorant. So, but yeah, anyway. Oh, by the way, this is a Malay in DAP, which is, okay, getting less so, but is still kind of rare. Mm -hmm. Now, what example is she setting, man? God damn it. Yeah, in my opinion, she should strongly consider resigning. You know, contest again. At least you can come back with some dignity. Bermaruah. 
some dignity and maybe people will vote you back in. All right, up next, I've got a really embarrassing story from my school days and this involves lesbian vampires. I'm not joking. This might be one of the most embarrassing things that's ever happened to me. So buckle into your seats, ma'am, and let's go for a ride. That's what he said. What? <laughs> it was during this examination. I was in form four or five. I can't remember, but it was basically the an English exam, and thank God this wasn't an uh, official examination, just one of those inter-school examinations. And in the essay part, you know, it was like write a story about that has a bad ending or something like that. But I don't know what happened. I just went kind of cuckoo. And the story I wrote was more or less that there was an evil king and he was being bad at everybody and his wife hated him. His wife hated him so much she became a lesbian and she wanted to kill the king. So what did she do? She made a deal with the devil to give her powers to kill the king. And then the devil said, Fine, I will give you these powers. But the, yeah, but at a time of my choosing, within a few years, the world must end. And then she was in such misery and she was such a fucked up lady that she's like, whatever, whatever. And then the devil says, ha fine, here are your powers. So the devil turned her into a really freakishly strong vampire who went on to kill the king. And then after the king died, she became the queen, the queen of the world. Wow. <laughs> and as the lesbian vampire queen of the world, fuck, what was wrong with me? God. As the queen vampire of the world, she had some, uh, this next part, concubines. And I wrote in really graphic detail about the sex they were having. Oh, God. Can you imagine the marker just going through my paper going, what the, should I keep reading? <laughs> oh, the story's not over. So now the vampire queen's next problem is that the world is going to end. And then she has to figure out a way to stop it, right? So one of the people who work for the devil betrayed him. God damn, what a story. Somebody called Jason Spielberg. Jason, Steven Spielberg. We got to get this. Steven, Steven. So someone betrayed Satan and went to the, went to the vampire queen and said, Milady, you can still save the world, but you must have a vampire orgy, a lesbian vampire orgy. I am not making this up, guys. I swear I did that. I wrote this in an exam essay. Fuck. Okay, what happened next? Um, okay, so here's the problem. The queen has to basically start a worldwide orgy where all the women have sex with each other, but the men were not letting it happen because 
I don't know. I thought men would love it, love to see that, just women having sex with each other. But in this story, nothing makes sense. So the men were like jealous. Like they were like, hell no. Maybe they were religious. <laughs> Some Islamic men saying, that's haram. <laughs> so naturally the vampire queen made an army of vampires and killed all the men. Mm -hmm. This is turning into some feminist fantasy bullshit. <laughs> uh, what happens? Okay, so she turns all the women on earth into vampires and the way she did that was by having sex with a bunch of them, turning, the, turning them into vampires midway sex and then those vampires would go on and have other orgies and turn other women into vampires because in this universe, having sex with a vampire turns you into a vampire. Take that, Twilight! <laughs> so at the end I was running out of time and I just I just uh, wrote at the end and there was a worldwide f lesbian vampire orgy but it turns out that the guy who betrayed Satan didn't actually betray state betray Satan and that it was like a double agent kind of thing and then the vampire orgy was for nothing and the world exploded the end. <laughs> now, to be fair, I really enjoyed... No, not fair. Not fair, Harith. Bad, bad, Harith. That story was horrible. But if I'm honest, I really enjoyed writing it. And I guess I was giggling throughout. But here's the thing. A few days later, in the next English class... My teacher told me to sit on a table alone outside the classroom and made me redo the essay. <laughs> I was like, why? And then he said, because no one wants to hear about, read about sex from a 14-year-old. Oh, no, I was 16. And I thought, you know what? Fair enough. So I just rewrote an essay and then in the second essay I remember writing he took off his clothes and then when I got that paper back there was like a red underline under that and then like a comment oh god no <laughs> but it didn't go sexual the second time I'm happy that I have I had the brains to avoid anything else that was sexual but you know I'm not going to give myself that much credit it's not that I had the brains it was just that I was lucky now, here's the thing. I thought my teacher was a real hypocrite for saying that thing to me. Do you remember what I said? I mentioned that he said, no one wants to hear a, read about sex from a 16-year-old. Let me tell you about a, like a really fucked up story about this teacher. So I hope I'm not getting any of the facts wrong. But it doesn't matter because I'm not going to be naming any names. But basically, there was this girl who told her best friend, who shouldn't have told her best friend that she was having intimate relations with this teacher. Mm -hmm. She was maybe 16 or 17 at the time, so she was underage. Oh, crap. Oh, tea spilled. Goddamn, it's scorching hot and my skin is burning. Poor girl. But like there are a few fishy circumstances, right, to this story. I want to elaborate. So this student, 
<clears throat> Wait, let me start from here. Okay, so that teacher's wife was also a teacher and she was like the housemaster of one house. Correct. And this student, let's just give her a name. Let's call her... Let's call her... Women's names! Women's names! Let's call her Celia. <laughs> okay. So Celia stays in the the apartment of the housemistress of that house. So she stays in the teacher's apartment. Why? Because she had mental issues and needed like close, uh, close attention to make sure she doesn't go off the rails or anything like that. So the school and the parents made an arrangement where she would stay in the apartment. So she stayed in this couple's house and had pee-pee touch with the husband. Oh, shit. Pee-pee touching. So allegedly it was just oral stuff. But I don't know. It's still fucked up that some 30-year-old men, some 30-year-old some man had a 17-year-old sucking his dick like that. So that's the first suspicious thing that she stayed with them. The second suspicious thing was she was the top student of the class. Now, granted, she was freaking genius. She's really smart. I've read her essays and I'm just always like, God damn. But here's the thing, like as the teacher marks her papers, I would notice like the ticks and the comments and the comments would always be like, oh, that's so good. Ooh, good point here. Ah, this is fantastic. Like the comments sounded almost sexual. <laughs> it was creepy. It was like the teacher was getting off on this incredible essay. Now, I think the teacher is really smart as well. He's like a genius on his own right from what I noticed. Just a crazy smart guy. So I think he was some kind of sapiosexual. You know, one of those people who pretend to be sexually attracted to intelligence. Go fuck yourself. But like, <laughs> in this case, I don't think he was faking it. I think he was genuinely attracted to her uh, intelligence. And therefore, they had some pee-pee touch. But here's the thing. So after the whole story went out, everyone started talking about it. And after the police investigation, more facts surfaced, whereby it turned out that Celia was also pee-pee touching the teacher's wife. God damn! This would be a porno if someone wasn't underaged. <laughs> Just goes to show the kind of background I came from, huh? Going back to the point, right? The lesbian vampire story. So yeah, he was giving me shit about it right but i'm like yeah but you had a 17 year old suck your dick so do you have the right to judge me <laughs> hey how you doing i hope you're still uh, hanging in there with me because uh i got a couple more stories for you before that i just want to tell you you know all this podcasting stuff like i had to learn all of this myself there's honestly a lot to learn, you know, what type of mics to get, what kind of cables give you best audio quality, mic stands, the ones that connect to the table, the ones that are standing on the floor, audio interfaces, how you connect them to the computer, editing it so that you sound sick. 
sexy I'm too sexy for uh, uh, too sexy uh, uh, uh. so I've been doing this for about a month and I think I more or less got my sound right but it was such a huge learning curve that I just had this thought today that sometimes I wish I was a hot girl so that I could get some simp to do it all for me like he'd be my like can you imagine like you know what I'm talking about if you're a hot girl there's always some guy there's always that guy who wants to get in your pants or if he doesn't want to get into your pants necessarily like he wants to be the boyfriend and like he'll do anything for that privilege so like we know this woman this woman will elicit favors and I'm not shitting on women I'm just saying some women are like this and I just wish I just had some guy who I was stringing along in the friend zone to set this all up for me so I didn't have to go through all that pain I'm not salty. I'm savory. <laughs> Wait, is that the same thing? I don't think so. Savory is like chicken umami mimi, right? No? No? Okay, whatever. So, my parents are getting divorced. Woo! Heavy topic. Yep. And I mean, if it makes them happy, it makes me happy. It's okay. You know, whatever is uh, conducive to peace. But here's the thing I don't like. Like, I'm guessing some of you might be in this kind of situation whereby your parents divorced. But they're trying to, like, get me in on it. Like, for example, like, they love to do this where in the morning I want to get to work but they sit me down for 30 minutes to just rant about what a shitty person the other person the other parties being like have you been in this situation it's so tiring like i just want to go to work but can you get me let me go to work please lady sir sir lady uh, it's so fucking ugly anyway yeah uh that's just me dumping my personal problems and shit on you thanks for listening I watched this movie called The Nun with my girlfriend the other day. And The Nun is a horror movie, which is part of, if I'm not mistaken, the Conjuring Annabelle series. It was not bad, not bad. I give it a 7 out of 8. Tons of jump scares. The ghosts look quite scary. Like It was a nun with like a kind of face. <laughs> I don't know how to describe the face with words so i'm just gonna be like so i hope you know what that looks like <laughs> now this movie was like the typical western american horror movie where the white people are just so stupid it's like something is moving at the edge of the room you know they walk towards it or like there's a kid who's like peekaboo, peekaboo, peeking at you like a ghost fucking looking kid, like running around trying to peek at you. And the kid runs into a graveyard and you follow him into the graveyard. What the fuck? Yeah, stupid white people shit. And here's the beauty of this movie. Like I found out that this movie was directed by a Malaysian. Hold on, let me get the name. The Nun Director. Let's see who pops up. Corin Hardy? No, no, no. 
the nuns. Plot, cast, production, development, filming, post-production. God damn it, I have no time to read all this. Oh, there's music in the background. Please ignore that. Ah, okay, fuck. All right. James Wan. It's produced by this guy called James Wan, who is, let me see, Malaysian-born Australian film director. So he's a Chinese motherfucker, okay? <laughs> so Chinese people always be like, you stupid white people, you stupid white people, why are you follow? Why you follow him that you die? Of course you die. But he was involved in this show full of stupid white people. So he, the beautiful thing is, ah, I'm rambling. Bear with me. The beautiful part about all this is that I feel like this Asian guy was just making fun of white people. Let's make him stupid. We make him stupid. <laughs> he got to a graveyard and he died there. <laughs> You all white people stupid, I show. I show you. <laughs> Malaysians don't even sound like that. That was just so horribly racist, I think. I don't know. <laughs> I know, I'm ignorant. <clears throat> all right, so the last thing I want to talk about was... Okay, during my time in the UK, I met this gangster. Yeah. So my dad came to London and he had dinner with his friend and his friend, his friend was a cab driver. So, and the cab driver's son was there and it was his little 14 year old Bangladeshi British born. And he was just like, yeah, all right. He had the Chav accent, 14 year old little dude. So I found out that he was part of a gang. Like we were just sat like a bit far away and I was just talking to him. And I, I really wish I could imitate his accent. I'm going to try it. Yeah, me and my mates, we, we fought, we're part of this massive called E3. <laughs> so if, um, if, I, if I translate, what that means is he and his friends are part of a gang. A gang, another way you can say gang is massive. Man, <laughs> I don't know. Hey, hey. <laughs> so his massive is called. Sounds like a penis. Hey, suck my massive. <laughs> his massive was called E free. Now you pronounce it E F R E E free, but it's actually E three, like tiga, like one, two, three. And then I learned something interesting about the like working class accent in UK. They don't like to pronounce the th the th, so it's their three is like free, and they're like thing, the thing. You know, Malaysians say thing that thing. I want the thing there. <laughs> You're like your mother, lah. <laughs> your mother, your mother. Like the, th the thing, they pronounce it as fing, F, fing. I asked this little guy, again, just imagine, what does a 14-year-old look like? Like kind of like a child, not, not like a full-grown teenager yet, right? So I'm like, oh, what do you guys do? And then he was like, we sell vapes. 
<laughs> what? I'm not even joking. <laughs> this guy sells vapes with his gang. They don't even sell weed. I don't know why they don't even sell weed. I guess they're too junior in the gang. I think they're part of the youth division. <laughs> yeah, so I'm guessing he was part of the youth division in this gang, E Free. I asked him, do you guys get into fights and stuff like that? And then he's like, yeah, yeah, we jump people. I was like, you jump people? I'm like, yeah, motherfucker. I mean, okay, now I'm going to attempt to recreate his accent, but I'm just going to end up sounding like a black guy from New York, so bear with me. But it sounded in my head something like this. He said, yeah, motherfucker comes down our streets. Yeah, we just jump him and take his wallet. We take his phone. We take everything. And we'd be like, fuck him. And if he fights back, we, we stab the motherfucker. <laughs> it's like I can hear the British sound in my head, but I can't make the noise. It, it, it like gets converted. The file gets converted by a virus on the way to my mouth. <laughs> So this guy was saying they jump people and stab them if they fight back. And I was like wearing a suit. So I asked him, you know, if I walked into that neighborhood with this suit, would you guys jump me? And then he said, yeah, man, you totally get jumped. My brother was eating with us. So my brother's a cute little fella. Yeah, he's kind of tubby, baby face, very fair, big brown eyes, looking really vulnerable. So I was like, okay, what if my brother walked at, around your neighborhood alone? Would he get jumped? And he was like, yeah, he'll definitely get jumped. <laughs> like, duh. <laughs> uh, all right, that's it for the podcast today. I hope you enjoyed. Uh, if you liked, please follow on Spotify. And if you really want to help, the best thing you can do, just tell a, tell a friend about this crazy guy on this podcast. Maybe, maybe just share this on your Instagram story. And just say, this guy is crazy. Thank you very much. Have a wonderful day ahead. Love your loads. Bye-bye.